0: Welcome to Talks with Tea Time Podcast.
1: Sit back, relax, and enjoy the best sport podcast in the world. Thank you, Siri. That's right. You heard it right. We're back, and we're better than ever. Welcome to Talks with Tea Time Podcast, where we talk completely sports, football, basketball, baseball, whatever you want to hear. We're here, and we're ready to give you the best entertainment of your life. So sit back and relax for the next 45 minutes. Welcome to Talks with T-Tom, the podcast. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony T-Time West, back at again on another episode of Talks with T-Time, the podcast, season six, episode two. If you haven't already, follow us on Talks with T-Time, the podcast on IG, and also as well on Twitter at Talks with T-Time P1. You can also follow my socials on the personal page at AO underscore T-Time nine. That's going to be on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever. Man. It feels good to be back, y'all. Rod Ways brought us in from the break. Man, college football season is here. We are gonna have a full college football season um, podcast today. We will do our news flash of the week in a few seconds. But man, how y'all doing, man? College football is here. NFL is about a week and a half away. Uh, it's good times right now. It's really, really exciting times right now we got to jump into a lot. We have a lot of news to cover today. This is going to be a big podcast. Stay to the end because we have a very big announcement at the end of this podcast. Very big announcement. So I need everybody to stick around and stay to the end. Um, We're having a lot of changes take place on the podcast, and they're great changes, but I need everybody to be at the end of this podcast listening. Um, So, yeah. So basically, we're going to go ahead and jump into the news flash of the sports week. So today on News Flashes on Talks with tea time let's start with probably the biggest story in sports right now. Former NFL MVP Cameron Jarrell Newton was released yesterday from the New England Patriots after losing his starting job to um, Alabama quarterback well former quarterback Mac Jones. Now Belichick has chimed in because a lot of people seem to believe that Cam Newton did got released basically because of this his vaccination status, which is absolutely not true from what Bill Belichick says. That had no factor in his release, which obviously he's not gonna come out and say that anyway, but he did come out and say that had nothing to do with his release. They just felt more comfortable with Mac Jones and felt like he's done everything to get to where he is now to be their number one quarterback. So on to the next story on News Flash with Talks with T-Time. The the Packers and the Saints will play in Jacksonville. Now, we know that Hurricane Irma has destroyed um, South Louisiana, Mississippi. It's did a number on them, and they're saying that the Superdome, will not be ready by week one, when the Saints were supposed to host the Packers. Now they will be playing that game in Duval County in Jacksonville. Um, Prayers out to everyone that has been affected by Hurricane Ida. They're saying that people in Metro New Orleans and in Southeast Louisiana could possibly be out of power for like a month. Um, I mean, it's, it's bad down there. So prayers out to those individuals also as well There's another trade rumor going on in the NBA. Ben Simmons has proclaimed that he does no longer want anything to do with the Philadelphia 76ers. And Embiid chimed in and talked about how the city of Philadelphia is rough, how they were rough to him in the past, and that there is no problem with him or Ben Simmons. He wants Ben Simmons back as a sixer. He talked about that on Twitter today as he took place and basically said, hey, I want everybody back because I feel like we have a chance to win this. Ben Simmons reportedly wants to go to one of the three California teams, which is basically like Golden State, the Lakers, the Clippers, all that out there. Um, So that's kind of the rumor as of right now on him. We'll see how this plays out. Another NBA news today, Clint Capella. Resigns well actually just gets an extension with the Atlanta Hawks for two more years. So that is Talks with T Time News Flash for today. Y'all hear that. Y'all know what that is. Yes, sir. It's college football time. Let's go ahead and get into it. If you have not, go ahead and follow me at Talks with tea Time on IG. And also as well, go ahead and follow the podcast page on Twitter at Talks with tea Time P1. Also, if you want to just follow my personal socials, you can follow me at AO underscore T Time on all social medias. Y'all heard that. Yes, sir. That's the ESPN college football intro. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and jump into it for the rest of the podcast. We straight line in college football. Nothing else. We ain't talking about the rest of this podcast. So let's go ahead and jump into it. As y'all know, I say this every single year, college football is my baby, and it's back. So I'm excited. We're going to go ahead and jump into a lot of different games today, but I think we got to jump into the big one first, right? Let's just go ahead and jump right into the big game of the week. We got number three Clemson going up against number five UGA. we have a top five game the first week of the season, which does not happen very often. You might see a top 10 game or so on the first week, but a top five game where these teams, I honestly, like I told y'all, I can see these teams playing each other again. Um, I'm excited, man. As a Clemson fan, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great game. And I'm excited to see what these guys do, man. So let's go ahead and jump into it. On the 4th Saturday at 7.30, Clemson will play against Georgia in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. Now, coming into this game as of right now, Clemson is a three-point favorite as of right now. Um, Now, Let's go ahead and just jump into everything. Let's jump into Georgia's side first. We know, and this is all credit to Georgia, that defense they got is stellar. It's been that way for a couple years now since Kirby has taken over. That defense is good, always going to be good, um, as at least while Kirby's there. Um, now, they are going to be missing um, Tariq Smith, the former uh, transfer from West Virginia, They're going to be Mel Washington, which I'm hearing like we don't know. He might be all right to go on Saturday. I don't know. Um, Also, as well, they're going to be without um, George Pickens. And also, as well, they're going to be without Eric Gilbert because he's not with the program right now. So I don't know what the situation is on that. But as of right now, he's not with the program. Um, So a lot of things going on now. Now, on Clemson's end, I don't know if I'm breaking news here, but apparently Tyler Davis starting defensive tackle for Clemson is going to be out on Saturday. That's the rumor. We don't know how true it is yet. Um, This is Wednesday when I'm recording this, and this will come out Thursday at noon. So I don't know if the news will be out by the time I drop this podcast, but as of right now from what I'm hearing inside of Clemson's, you know, inside of talks, I'll just say that. Um, Tyler Davis could be out, which is big for Clemson, especially as much as Georgia runs the ball. Um, Tyler Davis, this is supposed to be his bag year. Now, the thing is, Clemson is loaded at defensive tackle and defensive end. So, I mean, even though we might be without Tyler Davis, it's not going to be a far drop off just because of the talent level that Clemson has in defensive tackle position and DN position. So, It's going to be all bases loaded. Um, There's a few things I want to talk about. Let's talk about Georgia's way to win this game. For Georgia to win this game, they have to throw the ball downfield. If you want to beat Clemson, even though I think Clemson's secondary is better this year than it's probably been the last seven or eight years, um, since Mackenzie Alexander was there, the only way you're beating Clemson, LSU has gave you the 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 blueprint for it. Also, as well, Ohio State is you gotta attack downfield because our safeties are our weak spot. Nolan Turner, which is actually questionable for Saturday's game, he might not play. Which I ain't gonna lie, that might be a blessing. But Nolan Turner and Landon Xanders. Uh, are they are liabilities? Okay, I'm just gonna call it. They're probably gonna hear this and get mad. I don't care. They're both liabilities. Um, that's just the facts. They both get burnt all the time. They're both really just not that good. I'm just gonna be completely honest with you. Um, they shouldn't be starting defensive backs at Clemson. Like that's just that because of the caliber of team we are. That's just the facts. I'm not trying to be rude or nothing like that. I'm just being honest. Um, neither one of them should be starting on Saturday, but they are. So My thing is if you can get past Clemson's safeties, it's it's game over. Now, I do think Clemson is better this year in the cornerback department than they've been since Mackenzie Alexander was there. I mean, Andrew Booth I thought was better than De'Aaron Kendrick last year. And also as well, Fred Davis seems to be cornerback number two. I don't know what happened with Sheridan Jones. He was cornerback number two, but he's like cornerback number five right now. So I don't know what his deal is. I don't know what's going on with him. But looking at the depth charts, he's like cornerback number five right now. So Fred Davis, five-star recruit, one of the best corners out of, I think the 2019 class is going to be starting on Saturday. Um. So that's going to be interesting. But I will say this, if you can get over the top on Clemson, it could be a problem because the safety play is horrible. Georgia also as well has to establish a run game. You cannot be one-dimensional with Clemson either because if they see you're just going to pass, 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 Venable is going to key you up every time. But if you mix in some runs, mix in some some pass, 60-40, 70-30 even, you could have some success, especially if you can get – An established run, especially like I just told y'all, with Tyler Davis being out possibly. Um, That's huge. So they got to be able to run the ball as well, which I don't think Georgia will have a problem with that. Third key to Georgia winning this game, it's going to be one in the trenches. Whoever wins the trenches is winning this game because these teams are so freaking evenly matched. I mean, literally, they, they are evenly matched. Like, I can't even hate. Both of these teams are evenly matched as crap. Like, that's just a fact. They're both evenly matched. I actually think Georgia probably has a little bit better talent, but Clemson is better coached. Um, It's going to be a close one, man. I really do think it's going to be a close one. And another key to Georgia winning, and this goes back to the trenches, protect Jake – Uh, not Jake Fromm, excuse me, JT Daniels. Protect them because that Clemson D-line, I'm talking Bersi, Murphy, K.J. Henry, Justin Foster. uh, I mean, the list goes on. Xavier Thomas, uh, Trey Williams. I mean, the list goes on. Like, they are loaded up front. Like, we are loaded on the front seven. It's going to be very vital for Georgia to protect JT because if not... It could be bad for them. That's just the fact. It could be bad. Now, let's jump to Clemson's keys to the game. For Clemson, I think the keys to the game is to establish the run. Georgia has had one of the best defenses in the country in the last couple of years. Really, since Kirby's been there, they did, they've been stellar. You have to establish the run game, especially with losing Travis Etienne. Clemson is walking into really uncharted territory for the first time since when? Wayne Go- Before Wayne Goleman got there? Like, it's been like seven years that we've been in this position where we're like, okay, who's the next guy? Lynn J. Dixon is, uh, he's all right, you know. Um, Kobe Pace, same thing. He's a good player. Will Shipley. I'm hearing a lot of great things about him. He'll be back home in Charlotte, but he's a freshman, you know. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. The running back thing's gonna be interesting, also as well. Get these wide receivers going because I'm telling you now. Now that Tariq, uh, not Tariq. Yeah, now that Tariq Smith is out, and now you're gonna be looking at guys like. And I'm not saying Ringo isn't good. He's a good cornerback. DK, I'm just going to tell y'all the true Georgia fans. I've told y'all this before. Anything past 15 yards, DK cannot cover. I'm just telling you that as a Clemson fan. Y'all seen it for y'allself. The Ohio State game. And shoot, the LSU game the year before that. Y'all seen the same thing. DK cannot cover 15 yards down the field. That's just the facts. Clemson has to hit them with some Justin Ross. EJ Williams, I think, has a big game. I would then hit them with, you know what I'm saying, Frank Lattison. I don't know about Joseph Nagala. I don't know if he's playing or not. Hit them in several different ways, in several different areas. Don't just go to Justin Ross. Don't just go to E.J. Williams. Hit them every way you can. A Joe, a Joe, whatever. Because I'm telling you now, I don't think Georgia has the defensive backs to keep up with Clemson wide receivers. I'm going to keep it real with you. I don't think Georgia has the defensive backs for this game. I don't think they have the defensive backs to keep up with Clemson's wide receivers. I really don't. I'm not showing favoritism or anything like that. I don't think they have it. Like, I don't think they have the defensive backs to keep up with Clemson's wide receiver core. Another thing for Clemson to win this game, get the tight ends involved, bro. Get the tight ends involved, bro. Brayden Galloway, um, Jalen Lay, it's about time we see him. Davis Allen, Whoever, use those tight ends because I'm telling you now, the wide receivers are already going to give them hell. If their tight ends start going up the seams, giving that linebacker and safety hell, it's game over, bro. It's game over. It's, it's donezo. Clemson's winning. That's a fact. And then my last thing is what I told Georgia to do safety play. Safety play for Clemson has to be good. On Saturday night. Or we're going to lose. I'm going to tell you that now. We're going to lose if we don't have good safety play. That's a fact. That's a fact. So. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is about as evenly matched up a game I can think of. I'm taking Clemson in this game. 21-17. I think it's low scoring. I think it's gritty. I think both defenses is going to hoop. I think Clemson wins this one in a close one, 21-17, 21-20, something close. It's going to be close and kind of low scoring. I would say like 20-14, 21-17, 20, 21-20, Clemson wins the game. That's my personal, you know, feeling about the game right now. But we'll see. Let's jump into game number two. We got Alabama versus Miami here in Atlanta on the fourth as well at 330. Now, I'm not on a, I think Miami gets beat. I think they get beat solid. Let me let me say that clear. Miami gets beat by double digits. I'll put that out there now. Miami gets beat by double digits. But I think they maybe lose by like 19, 18, 17. I don't think they get. 58 to nothing, like they Bishop Sycamore or nothing like that. Like, I don't think none of that's happened the way y'all talking. I know it's easy to glorify Bama. We've seen what they've did most of our lives. They've been amazing. But I honestly think, me personally, that this game is going to be close up until about the second half. And then Bama's going to take off on them. Miami winning this game, likelihood of that like five percent. I'm gonna be honest with you, Miami's not winning this game more than likely. Just talent wise, they're not winning this game. But keeping it close, like Duke did Alabama a few years ago, y'all remember that? They kept it close till halftime and then got blew out. I think it was back in like 2018. Duke kept it close with Bama and got torched afterwards. So it could be the same thing. Keys from Miami. Do not get beat by an emblem. A lot of people say, oh, it's Bama L. Why do you think every time they end in a championship game besides Clemson, they, they win? Clemson, the only one that said, we ain't scared of a symbol, bro. Airtime Georgia play them. Airtime, well, but LSU had they one year where they weren't scared of an emblem. Airtime LSU play them. Airtime Ohio State play them. They beat before they even get on the field. They worry about the emblem worried about the logo on the helmet. They lose before the game has even started. It used to happen in high school all the time. People on my team would be like, oh, we play so-and-so. We about to get blown out. We already know what it is. That plays an effect. Miami cannot lose to an emblem. Secondly, protect Derrick King at all times. He's coming off an ACL injury. I don't even know how healthy he is. I don't even know how, I don't even think the guy's 100%, honestly, because he just towards ACL towards the end of last year. ACL is normally like a nine to 12 month recovery. He's coming right up on nine. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that personally. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, he's good to go. But I don't know, man. I don't don't know if he's 100% healthy, honestly. He's probably like 85, probably. But I don't know about 100 yet. Protect Derrick King. Thirdly, put pressure on that young quarterback, Bryce Young. Put pressure on him. Put pressure on him. Don't be scared to put pressure on him. He's never played, well, he has played in a few snaps in a game. But in a big primetime game, this is his first go-round. Make them think a little quick. Put pressure on them. Don't be scared to put pressure on them. Like I've said before on other platforms, I don't think this is Bama's best wide receiving core. I don't. I think we just seen their best wide receiving core leave in the last two drafts. I'm telling you now, to me, you have to put pressure on Bryce Young. Bama, there's really no keys to the game for y'all. Be Bama and you'll win. Be Bama and you'll win this game. Get Bryce Young acclimated. Start him off maybe with a few runs. Bounce, you know, drop uh, you know, little five yard passes, get him going, and then maybe unloosen the cage on him once he gets a little more comfortable. I'm telling you now, Bama, I don't even really gotta give y'all no keys to the game. I'm just gonna tell you facts. Y'all need to just go ahead and do what y'all do. As long as y'all do that, y'all will be fine. Y'all will be okay. Just continue doing what y'all do and y'all will be fine. Me personally, I'm going to take Bama in this game. Something like, I don't know, maybe 35 to 17. Something like that maybe. I'm taking Bama in that ballpark. I think that Miami keeps it close up until about halftime, and then it gets ugly. If you haven't already, follow the podcast page on IG at Talks with T-Time, the podcast, and then follow me on Inst- uh, on Twitter as well at Talks with T-Time P1, and then follow the socials, the regular socials, at AO underscore T-Time 9. When we get back, we're going to talk about uh, some more games that's taking place this weekend that maybe not as big as that one are those two games but are still pretty big games we'll talk about it when we get back what is up you guys it's your boy tony talks with t-time west if you haven't already, go ahead and follow the podcast page at Talks T-Time P1 on Twitter and Talks with T-Time, the podcast on IG. If you want to follow my personal page, you can follow me at A-O underscore T-Time 9. Also as well, go ahead and give us a five-star rating on the platform. We're already at five stars, man. We uh, got tons of listeners. Appreciate you guys for the love and support. We're on all platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Google, Stitcher wherever we're everywhere bro. so appreciate y'all's love and support now let's go ahead and jump into some more college football so there's a few other games i want to talk about that are taking place some of just personal interests some are just nationwide i'll go with some of the nationwide games and i'll go back to personal interest later on so one of the games i'm already looking at that i think is going to be a good game is on tomorrow night, which for you guys will be today at 8 o'clock. Ohio State plays Minnesota at Minnesota. Now, this is an interesting spot for Ohio State. We've seen what PJ Fleck has did with Minnesota these last few years. Um I don't think they beat Ohio State, but this is an interesting place to catch them because they have a new quarterback. Um, you know. New running back. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. match Teague did touch the ball a little bit last year. But Trey Sermon was the basically the main guy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that game goes. Um, what does P.J. Fleck and company do? I'm interested to see that game. That's going to be tomorrow at 8. So I want to talk a little bit about this game. I'm not going to go too far into it because I know I've kept you all a while already. So, And we still got to break our, our big news here. So, I think Ohio State wins this game still. Don't get me wrong. I'm not claiming like this is an upset special. But this is a game if Ohio, sleep, uh, if Ohio State sleeps on, could be kind of, you know, a place to get caught. Now, the spread right now is 14. So, everybody's expecting Ohio State to win by at least two touchdowns. They play Oregon next week. So, this is, that's why I said this is an intriguing area This is an intriguing area to play Minnesota, a not bad team. Um, I still think Ohio State wins. Give me a score of thirty-one to fourteen. I I still think Ohio State gets the win here, but that is an intriguing game. The next game I want to talk about, which is also another intriguing game to me, is on Friday night. We get UNC heading up the Blacksburg at six o'clock. Now. I'm going to tell you a few reasons why this game is freaking interesting to me. Virginia Tech has struggled at VT. They did two years ago. They went to like triple overtime or something like that. That is a tough place to play. It's already sold out crowd. They sold out the tickets. It's sold out completely. Um, Now, North Carolina comes in this game as a a five-and-a-half favorite. North Carolina is the better team, no doubt about it. Not even going to lie to you. But I'm telling you now. I'm just telling you, man. Virginia Tech at Blacksburg at night, 6 o'clock game, it's going to be kind of toasty out there. I'm telling you, man, this is a game that I look at and say, Carolina, you want to be a top-10 team? This is a game you go win by two touchdowns. This is a game you go win by two touchdowns if you are really a top 10 team. North Carolina, for me, man, it's gonna be a lot of Sam Howard because he doesn't have those those running backs to bail him out like that no more. That's, that's curtains. Bro Corrales is not playing on Friday. That's curtains. He's gonna have to save himself, and that defense is gonna have to step up. I'm going to take I'm going to take North Carolina in this game. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I think it's close. I'm gonna say 31-21. I think it's a 10-point game. I think it's pretty close, but I do think North Carolina wins the game. Another game on Saturday that's going to be really good is Wisconsin versus Penn State. Now, I know it's Big 10 football. That's going to be a real knit-and-grit, run-the-ball 80-time game. It is. I'm going to tell you the truth. It's going to be a tough game to watch if you like excitement. Now, Wisconsin right now is a five-point favorite. I think that's about right. Wisconsin's number 12 in the nation. Penn State is number 19 in the nation right now after a rough year they just had. It's going to be important for James Franklin to establish some continuity because I don't know if y'all remember last year, they had such a bad year last year. People were slick, threatening his job, like he might get fired. Penn State gonna have to perform in this game. Do I think they win? Absolutely not. I'm gonna take Wisconsin in this game. I believe in Graham Mertz, and they also has Chaz Malusi, former Clemson Tiger. He's gonna be the starting running back at Wisconsin. Give me Wisconsin in this game in a low scoring one. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say 17-14. I think that's gonna be a dirty, gritty. Just muck it up game. That game is going to be rough. Like, if you're a fan of a bunch of scoring, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't think you're going to like that game. And that's just me being flat out honest. That game is going to be rough to watch. Another game, same conference. You got Indiana versus Iowa. Indiana 17, Iowa is 18. This is an evenly matched game. The game is at Iowa. I mean, this is literally a coin toss game. Like, literally, flip a points, any one of these teams can win it. But I'm going to tell y'all the truth. Right now, and this is for my bettors that love to bet money. Um, right now, I'm trying to see what the bet nods is. So, right now, it's literally Iowa's a three-point favorite, but that's because they're at home. So, basically, it's an even game, basically, is what they're saying. I'm going to go Iowa because they at the crib. But this is going to be a good game. I want to see what that Phoenix kid can do for Indiana. So I am intrigued in this game. But I think Iowa is going to win this game strictly off of home field advantage. Like, that's really how I feel about it. Another game on Saturday at 430. And I don't really even know if this is an upset. But Louisiana plays Texas. I'm a big Billy Napier guy. Like, that, that's my dog. Like, I fool with him. He spent some time at Clemson, I, I believe. Um, right now, Texas is a huge favor. I'm going to tell y'all what. I'm going out on a limb. Mm. Texas is eight-point favor. Give me Louisiana. I'm taking Louisiana in this game. Last year, they were really good. I just want y'all to hear their ending of their season. Now, granted, this is the Sun Belt, but the Sun Belt has a lot of good teams. Arkansas State 27-20. University of South Alabama 30 38-10. ULM 70-20. App, a very good Appalachian State team. Once again, very good Appalachian State team. 24-21. 24-21. UTSA 31-24. I'm just telling you, man, I know this game is at Texas. I don't trust Texas. They have a new coach. I like Sharkeesian. Still, it's a new coach. We don't know what to expect from the quarterback. I think his name is Curd or Hurd or whatever. We don't know what to expect from him. I don't care what y'all say. Give me Louisiana in this game. Something like 38-34. Give me Louisiana in this game, bro. 38-34. That's right. I'm going with an upset special. I ain't telling y'all betters to follow me, though. But... That I'm going with that. I think that Texas is overrated, they always been overrated, especially in these last 10 years or so. And I think Billy Napier is a better coach than Steve Sharkeesian is. Flat out, bruh. So that's my own personal opinion on that. Now, now I'm gonna kind of focus it on more of the games that I want to see that are in my personal interest. Tomorrow night, which for you guys, once again, will be tonight on ESPNU. We have an ECU versus App game in Charlotte. So, North Carolina people, y'all should be completely tuned in on this game. Um, App State is really good. I want to see what Chase Bryce is going to be like in a new environment. We've seen the Duke thing was a freaking disaster. But I do want to see what's going to happen Oh, hold on. It's two more games I got to bring up, but let me finish the ECU game real quickly. Um, ECU and App State, I like ECU. I think they're going to be better this year. I think they actually beat South Carolina Gamecocks next week. Um, Yeah, I'm going on the record. I think they beat South Carolina next week, Um, but I don't think they beat Appalachian State. I think Appalachian State wins that game probably around the likes of like 31 to 20 or something like that. Now, there's two more games I want to point out that everybody probably is going to care about. That's LSU versus UCLA, I'm just going to cut to the chase. I don't think UCLA UCLA is really going to be that good. I think they just, it was Hawaii they played against, so they looked so amazing. I think LSU wins that game something like 31-17. And then we have Notre Dame versus Florida State on Sunday. And in that game, I'm taking Notre Dame. I think Florida State is just too small. I don't believe in um, Mark Norvell at all. I'm not a big believer in him. I don't think Notre Dame is really going to be that great this year either, but I I think they're going to beat Florida State. Give me Notre Dame in this game, in a close one, 31-24. So, yeah, that's it. Now, let me get back to the games that I'm kind of interested in, just kind of seeing how it plays out. Um, That ECU game, another one, my alma mater, Charlotte, got Duke coming to the crib on Friday at 7 o'clock. Now... Let's just be real. In the grand scheme of things, neither one of these teams are really any good, like good, good, like going to the playoffs good. But I think Charlotte can beat Duke if they really wanted to. I really do. I know last year Duke took them to the woodshed, but that's because they was facing COVID and stuff like that. I honestly really do believe Duke can lose this game, bro. Like I really think Charlotte could really do it to them. I'm going to take Duke in this game, though, but I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte wins. Give me Duke in this game, 34-24. to 24. Give me 34-24 in that game. So, that is basically it for the games this weekend. Um, I know I footballed y'all out. I know y'all probably like, man, it's crazy. But that's the games for this weekend that I'm looking forward to. Interested. I also want to see how that South Carolina quarterback situation going to play out because Luke Doty's not playing. They have a grad transfer plan starting quarterback. They used to play for Iowa state and, um, North Dakota state. So I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to work out, but who got to get that out anyway. Listen, talk to time the podcast, follow the podcast page. Y'all know the at handles at this point. Um, also as well, go ahead and give us a five stars up on all platforms. I told y'all I got some big news and some big things coming to this podcast. Y'all will find out next. Stay tuned. I'm done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. So we are on the last segment of today's podcast on Talk's Tea Time the podcast and I told y'all to stick around to the last part of the podcast cuz we got some big big news coming to the platform. We have a new person coming to join the Talk's Tea Time podcast family. I told y'all on Twitter, I wanted a co-host on Instagram, I told y'all I wanted a co-host and we finally have gotten a co-host. He's been on this show before. He formerly worked at WFNZ in Charlotte Sports Radio. We got Darius on the line right now and is now the new co-host of Talks with T-Time, the podcast. Darius, once again, brother, thank you, and uh, we happy to have you, man. Uh, no, I appreciate you having me, man. Looking forward
0: to the opportunity. It's going to be
1: fun. Yeah, man, I can't wait to just talk sports with you. I know you know your sports, me and you. You know, go back a while now, and I'm excited to, you know, add you to the brand and add you to the platform, man. So, really excited. Just going to ask you a few things, you know, just so the people can get kind of a taste of who you are as a person and sports-wise, really. Um, You know, just tell the people about, like, your sports background. Talk about, you know, when you worked at, you know, WFNZ, who are your teams, just stuff like that.
0: I got you. Well, I used to work at WFNZ about two years ago as a board operator and assistant producer on our midday and afternoon show with Kyle Bailey. So I did that, also intern with ESPN back in college for about, about a year. And my sports teams, so for we'll do college football, you know, just because it's coming up coming up. Favorite college football team, USC Trojans, of course. We're gonna get back to our glory days eventually. <laughs> NFL, you know, the Cleveland Browns, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I like Cleveland.
1: We'll talk about them another day, though, but I like them. Go ahead. we win the Super Bowl this year. And then
0: for the NBA, you know, I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan.
1: Got to rep the home team. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't have a problem with any of them teams you really just named. I know a lot of my fans will be happy to hear that you are a Charlotte Hornets fan because I know a lot of my fan base is out in Charlotte, so they'll be happy to hear that. And shout-out to Cal Bailey, too. That's my dude. He follows me. He follows the podcast. He's, you know, I fool with Cal. He's a good dude, man. So shout-out to him, too, as well uh, at WFNZ. But, yeah, man, um, just a few questions because, you know, we do got college football coming up this weekend. It's a big weekend. We got Bama and Miami down here in Atlanta. We got Georgia versus, you know, um, Clemson and Charlotte. I mean, it's just gonna be a big weekend. For one, let me get your opinion on just you said you're a big USC Trojan fan. How do you feel about y'all this year and stuff like that? How you feel about Clay Hilton and all that? What do you think are, are y'all expectations this year? Man, I ain't gonna lie.
0: Clay Hilton should have been gone. He should have been ring.
1: gone a few years ago.
0: He should have been gone. As far as I think we should we should win the Pac 12, but we probably won't. Just based on how it's been the last few years, especially like, I thought we should have had it last year, but we lost, uh, I think it was Oregon. Yeah. They replaced somebody, and they end up beating us. Mm -hmm. I like Keenan Slovis. I think he's good, but I don't know, man. I ain't got too high expectations for the team this year. I think we'll stick around maybe like that. We rank, what, 15 now?
1: Yeah, I believe. Something like that, yeah.
0: We probably stick around there
1: if we win the Pat Till. I think we go to the Rose Bowl. I don't see no playoffs happening. Well, I don't even know how they gonna... doing the Rose Bowl now with the college football players. Yeah, I don't, if, I don't even. Still, I ain't gonna
0: even sit up here and lie to you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we win, it I don't see us get making it to the playoffs. nothing
1: like that, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Oregon gonna be like you said. Oregon gonna be y'all biggest problem. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. If y'all can get past Oregon, you'll be all right. Another question, how you feel about, like, the two big, big games this weekend, like Miami versus Bama and uh, Clemson versus Georgia? I mean, with
0: Alabama and Miami, I got Bama winning this. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't They might blow them boys out, to be
1: honest. Yeah, if my, I, I think it's going to be between 14 to 21 points, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's
0: definitely. Now, that Clemson and Georgia game, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because
1: y'all got, y'all got what? DJ, I can't believe if the last name. DJ, Clemson, you,
0: yeah. DJ, yeah, he started, I think. But he got to get past that Georgia pass rush. Yeah. That's going to be tough. That's going to be real tough.
1: They got a real good defense. It's going to be a good yeah. game, man. Like I said, I don't think – I wouldn't be surprised if either one of them teams see each other again in the playoffs yeah. to be straight yeah. up with you because I think both of those teams are playoff worthy this year. Um, But yeah man I mean I agree also to let y'all know the next time we do the podcast I don't know if it'll be next week because I'm in the process of moving right now y'all so I got a lot going on but by the time I move it should be like week two of the NFL season so hopefully at that point me and Darius will actually be doing um, the podcast in person so he'll be right beside me not over the phone um so he'll be you know right here with me and we're planning to go ahead and do a youtube channel as well and actually broadcast our podcast on youtube uh so it'll be on the same streaming platforms that you have it now but also as well we're going to be on youtube too so if you actually want to see it uh, we're going to be on TikTok as well we're already on instagram and twitter um so yeah man it's a lot going on right now but we are definitely excited Quick question before I let you go. Um, I know you brought up the Cleveland Browns. I like Cleveland a lot this year. Like I, I honestly think they could find if Baker can perform, they could find themselves in the AFC Championship against the talk Chiefs about or it, Bills. Talk like, about it, Tony. I like, I like. I like. I've been saying that. I like Cleveland. I like Cleveland to win that division this year, even over the Ravens. Um, how do you feel about y'all chances in? In, in y'all's division with the Ravens and stuff like that. And also as well going up against those top tier teams in the AFC like the Bills and you know uh the Chiefs and stuff like that. How do y'all how do you feel about that? See the thing I like the most is we got the Chiefs in week one.
0: So we gonna already see what we about week one. Oh mm-hmm. real. Yeah. So we played on tough last year, even even in- even before Catching Holmes went down. we were still playing on tough in that game. Uh-
1: I, I hate to cut you off. I'm going to be real. If Donovan Peoples-Jones doesn't mess up that touchdown. Uh, Hell, you thought Rashad Higgins. yeah, Rashad, yeah, right? Rashad. I don't know why I said yes. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Rashad Higgins. If he doesn't it's mess like, up that touchdown, I don't it's know. It's a 14-19 game at halftime.
0: We you, got that.
1: You feel me? Like, y'all would have. I don't know. Like, Baker Mayfield's wide receivers sold on him in that oh, yes, in that, that, that game last year. Thanks. Yes. They well, sold on him. They're
0: coming back healthy. We need him in that playoff game. We definitely need him. So if he yeah. comes back healthy
1: and get back to what he was at least somewhat with the Giants, yeah, we fine. Yeah, yeah. If y'all can get Odell back, I I, I like y'all. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I like Cleveland. I've been saying that all all year. Like I, I like Cleveland. I think I like their chances to win the AFC North. But anyway, Darius, I told you I ain't want to keep you long, man. Once again, congratulations. Thank you for being a part of this 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 platform, and, and we're gonna build this this brand up, man, and we're going to get it popping, man, and we're going to have fun and enjoy it. So we just happy to have you a part of the team, man, and I wanted to introduce you to the platform. Like I said, Darius will be back. It's probably either going to be next week or the week after next. Like I told y'all, I'm in the process of moving right now, so it's a lot going on. But within the next two or three weeks, Darius will be back permanently um, on the podcast. So. Yeah. We're excited about it, man. And uh, once again, Darius, thank you for coming on, man.
0: Hey, appreciate you, Tony. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, man. I'm excited, man. All right, man.